0: Hey everyone, this is Scott, and my co-host is Joshua Marsh, and we want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it here with us. Our goal is to provide you with insight about our lives, how we navigate it, and how our faith is that compass. We want to encourage you to pray more often, more consistently, and in all things. Talking with God is about just that, the conversation that you have with our Heavenly Father. Prayer is not complicated we make it complicated there's no special sauce to getting prayer right so let's shed that stigma that talking with god is complicated god our father is there to listen to us in all seasons whether you are in a happy mood or maybe you are facing some struggles and are angry at the world or even god himself he is still there so join us each week on thursdays as we talk about our lives and how that relates to talking with god Hey folks, thanks for joining me here again on Talking With God. I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it here with me. I'm glad to see the responses from the listener survey so far. If you haven't, please take a couple of minutes out of your day to do so. There will be a link in the description below. But it is important for me to understand what you want to hear. We are at an important point in the United States. It's an election year. We are still in the midst of a pandemic, And people still fear leaving their home. So let's talk about voting. I did a piece on Christianity and politics recently and the dangers of package deals. What I mean by that is we tend to vote for the party that says that they're our religion, our faith, or whatever we want to title that. But the fact of the matter is is that your faith and a political party are not the same thing. And I hold true to that, and I've had several thoughtful discussions around it. Voting is an important civic duty in a democratic society. It is the chance for the people to be heard. So then we have questions like, should Christians vote? Or should Christians be involved with politics at all? And they are very good, but also loaded questions. So let's connect some of the dots on why I believe the answer to both of those questions is a resounding yes. Let's start with some root word research. That way we can understand the meaning of what we will discuss. Polis is the root word of politics. The word means city or city-state in Greek. And many Greek philosophers discuss the polis, and Aristotle is one of them. In fact, he wrote a whole book called The Politics. The idea polis or city-state is described as this in his book. The complete community formed with several villages is a city-state which at once attains the limit of self-sufficiency, roughly speaking. It comes to be for the sake of life and exists for the sake of the good life. So what Aristotle is saying, in short, is that the polis is a community defined by its common understanding of and commitment to the good life. Which is interesting, because you know what, fellow Christians, we know what the good life is. In Micah 6:8, we read this, Mankind, he has told each of you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you, to act justly, to love faithfulness, and to walk humbly with your God. So let's take that a step further. We get it directly from Jesus in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37-40. through 40. He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. Therefore, the good life is to love God and your neighbor through acting justly, faithfully, and walking humbly with God. Our efforts in life, in and out of politics, should reflect that. If we vote in good faith, we are helping further the ability for the polis to allow us and future generations to live the good life. If we participate in politics and remain true to our faith regardless of our success or failure to run or obtain an office, we continue to work towards the good life. If, however, we begin seeking power for the sake of power, we are no longer focused on kingdom work. So I feel like we know the importance of the polis now. But let's go one more step. Jesus indicates the legitimacy of government in our lives. The Pharisees and the Herodians tried to trap Jesus about whether or not they should pay an imperial tax to Caesar. And Jesus told them to go fetch a denarius and ask them whose image was on the coin. They acknowledged that it was Caesar. And he told them succinctly in Mark chapter twelve verse seventeen, "Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's." Jesus lived as a man among the government, just as you and I do today. He navigated the same political waters as a man that you and I do today. In Romans 13one through seven, Paul first teaches that we must submit to political authority. Then he defines the proper role of government as promoting good and punishing evil. And finally, he calls Christians to give to everyone what is owed, including taxes, respect, and honor. Now, that doesn't mean that you are yoked to the government and have hopelessness to look forward to. The advent of constitutional democracy where we, the people, have authority to determine the political authority that we submit to Isn't that an interesting little wrinkle? So, to complicate that, the political authority is determined by both believers and non-believers whose conception of the earthly good life will sometimes overlap, and in some ways, they will sharply diverge. So, what does all of that mean? Well, the Gospel Coalition summed it up better than I will, so I'm going to read that to you. And if you need to, go back and and listen to it again. That's perfectly fine, because it's a good paragraph. The Gospel Coalition says, It means that Christians in a democracy live under an authority that formally solicits our view of the good life. That means that the government's asking for what we feel is the good life. Granted, this view of the good life, as expressed through voting, is varied, and the connection is often tenuous. Yet the civic practice of voting can be described simply as judging what goods should be promoted or preserved, and which public servants would most faithfully carry out that mandate. So notice this basic obligation holds true regardless of the level or topic, from local school board elections to presidential campaigns, and from municipal concerns to statewide referenda on social issues. By voting... We perform the minimum of our civic duty by electing, respecting, and empowering those public servants who give their full attention to governing. Now, I also wanted to address some common excuses that people make, including Christians, on why they shouldn't vote. And the first one is, my vote doesn't matter anyway. That's wrong. So consider this. In the 2016 presidential election, 97 million eligible voters did not vote. How many of those voters were Christian? The difference between popular vote of the two candidates in the 2016 presidential election was less than 4 million votes. I don't care whom you voted for. That's not my goal here. That is a personal decision that we all make. My goal is to highlight that your vote means something. Saying your vote doesn't matter is just like saying you won't recycle because that one person won't change the environment. Impact is a numbers game. Change or reinforcement of the things we want for the good life are not wielded by one person, but by many, many persons. The combined efforts of Christians can have a staggering effect when taken together. When individuals do not think of their actions entirely, through an individualistic lens. So your duty to vote has other impacts. You are learning more about why to vote. We get a chance to learn the meaning of promoting the common good in our particular communities. And that is a small but tangible way for us to be a witness about the good life in a public setting. Your voting lets neighbors know that you are committed to a vision of the good life, Whether they are a believer or not has no bearing. You are witnessing to the world a commitment to a fellow person and their well-being so that they can have assistance or schooling and justice for every man, woman, and child. God knows humanity's needs go beyond the eternal matters we face. He uses our action in the voting booth as a vehicle to accomplish that. You are fulfilling your duties to share the good life in your vote. So please, register and vote. If you haven't registered, I've included a link below that can help you register and find your nearest polling place. One last duty that we have as Christians is to pray. So will you pray with me? Father, Thank you for the grace that you provide to us on a daily and sometimes hourly basis. It is one of the many ways that we know that you are a good and faithful Father. I pray for every ear that listens to this and every heart touched that they are moved to vote for the leadership of their country. Give each of us clarity to vote in accordance with your will and your desire that we live a good life one that will shape the world in the way that you would like. It is so easy for us to vote with our feelings instead of your desire because we are a fallen mess. We do not know the future. That knowledge is yours alone. What I do know is that you have given us a voice, and I pray we use it wisely, and we see the value in letting our leaders know our desires. Your children are powerful when they work together. And let us not lose sight of that. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son. Thank you for allowing us to have a relationship because of that sacrifice. I love and enjoy my walk with you daily. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to spend with us. Can I ask a small favor? Okay, well maybe it's a couple, but they are really important. First, can you subscribe to us? Second, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, can you give us a rating and let us know how we're doing? That helps our podcast get discovered, and if I'm honest, it makes us feel good too. Even if it's just a one star out of five, it's crucial feedback so that we can improve. One last thing, can you share this with your family or friends? We're on all major podcast platforms and even if it's just two people, maybe your whole Facebook or Twitter, whatever you're comfortable with, we're happy to have that. It would mean the world to us because every little bit helps us get discovered and allows us to share God's message to the world. We hope that by sharing this prayer with you that you are encouraged to pray more often and more comfortably. And most importantly, your relationship with God grows in talking with Him. If you'd like to share a prayer, check out the link below and contact us. We love you and hope that you visit us again next week.